0: that's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: The boots are on the ground. Welcome, everyone, from Copenhagen, Denmark. This is Let's Run.com's Weldon Johnson, joined by Jonathan Galt in person.
0: A rare in person podcast opportunity. Roberts back home in Maryland, but we've got two people. At Let's run from Let's Run at World Cross Country so far, which is. Two more than a lot of countries uh, ascending at all, uh, including the Netherlands, which is only a stone's throw away. I'm excited to be here, Well, and I think it's going to be a great week. It's one of the greatest
1: weeks in the running world for us. The world's greatest foot race. You know, you can get technical and argue it's not, but the World Cross Country Championships, Saturday from our host, Denmark. Men's race, 9, p- 9 a.m. Eastern. You got no reason not to watch it. And joining us stateside, one of the most controversial men in track and field, but the hero this week, the hero to everyone
0: throughout the world. Vindicated. Vindicated. Robert Johnson, how are you feeling right now?
2: Wow. A career highlight, folks. I have peaked at age 45. One of the greatest days, weeks of my life, folks, the brainchild behind Kelsey Bruce competing at the World Cross Country Championships. Is that what you're referring to, folks? Is that why there's cheers for me?
1: Yes. Kelsey Bruce, mania, has taken over the international running world. In case you guys have been in a dark cave for the last couple of days, let'srun.com. Excuse me. I should not identify myself as co-founder. I'm the head coach of the let'srun.com team at the World Cross Country Championships. We have a runner in the race. 230. 231 marathon marathoner Kelsey He's, Bruce. a
0: marathon this year, sixth place, top American.
1: Very good marathoner, unsponsored. We put out a challenge. Who's got the coconis that are big enough? That's a phrase to run this race and got a few interesting entries. And Kelsey Bruce took it up. And the response has been amazing throughout the world. Emails, tweets. You guys have seen them. It's really cool. People have. have rallied behind her and she's super excited so we're gonna have special podcast this week with her we're gonna have a lot of coverage from Denmark today might be a little shorter than our weekly podcast but we're gonna come back tomorrow with another podcast and maybe one Friday as well so great stuff all around
0: yeah I think well then maybe it's worth reading off we've got a few emails or quotes from people comments about their thoughts on Kelsey getting to run this race on Saturday against the best in the world if you're not totally aware of this There is a way for athletes to sign up to compete against the senior men and women in the championship race at World Cross Country this weekend. They don't count the team scoring, but they get to start at the same time. They get access to the elite tent, all that sort of stuff. We've got a few comments here if you want to read them off well then. Yeah,
1: Stephen K. Sending Kelsey Bruce, the World Cross Country Championships has to be one of the coolest things I've ever seen someone do for someone else. Just freaking awesome. DJMI00. As a sometimes poster, an everyday reader, and random LRC t-shirt wearer. I just wanted to congratulate you both on sending someone to World XC. Very cool. Sarah Hall, wife of Ryan Hall on Twitter. Love it. Good stuff, Let's Run. Gabriel R., other people, lots of emails. I didn't even know you guys had put up the article yet, and I was getting emails in the inbox, which is amazing because we didn't say email us and tell us how great we are. But it's really cool people are behind this. And our very own Malmo, the crankety old moderator, one of the moderators of Let's Run wrote us as well. And he never emails us unless he's complaining about something. Love you, Malmo. Yes, Malmo did admit to using steroids at one point for all you haters out there. Malmo said, this is the kind of thing that makes our sport good. Well done, guys. It's really cool that the IWF is letting people run the race and Kelsey gets to go against the best of the world, to see how she's going to do. She couldn't even get into the Stanford 10K this week and yet she's the 231 marathoner. She was the number four division two nationals in cross country. And she's super excited, super pumped. Our motto is where your dreams become reality. And I think at times we get away from that. And there's a lot of so much positivity on Let's Run. But I think in the world in general, people can focus on the negative. And Rojo, our number one troll. That's what you're called by some people. Arguably, arguably. Well done. At first, I was going to be a little bit critical for you doing this at the last second. Plane tickets are a little bit more expensive. Not lining up a suite of sponsors. This is coming out of half of my own pocket. But it's been great. It's been tremendous. So. Great job, Rojo.
2: Thank you. On Sunday morning, I actually tried to call you repeatedly. You weren't answering your phone. It was just bothering me. To me, World Cross is my favorite race in the world. I started going whenever it was in Amman, Jordan. Was that 2008 or 2009? Skipped out of my Cornell coaching duties. I was so excited about German Fernandez. German, I love you. This I wanted to see him take on the world's best. And it was bothering me that some people had turned down spots on this team. I'm like, why wouldn't people want to go? I really tried to sort of goad Edward Chedric into going a few, week, few months ago. That didn't work. And I'm like, why wouldn't Drew Hunter want to go? He wanted to make the team. He tried out for the team. Why not just go and pay your own way? But you didn't answer, Walden. Well, so I said, screw it. I'm just going to put it up. It's kind of last minute. To be honest, I put it up last minute thinking nobody would... Possibly respond that late. Just kidding. But I was like, maybe it's too late, but maybe somebody will want to go. And then we got some nice responses. We had an 819 steeplechaser that wanted to go. But the moment I read Kelsey's email, it just hit me. First of all, from 248 to 231 in less than three years is amazing. And then the fact that someone like that, I mean, she's got an outside shot at the Olympics and the marathon. There aren't that many women in U.S. history. I don't know how many, like probably less than. 20 for sure, right? The broken 230 in the marathon. She's only two minutes away from that. I was like, how could she not get in the Stanford 10K? This woman's dedicating her life to running. This is absurd. So I'm like, she's definitely going. So, and then you get more. The story is fantastic. I mean, she's, I joked in the message board, she's from Texas, like well denied. She has Dallas ties. Her coach is Jacob Phillips at Dallas Baptist University. He loves John Kellogg's. We love John Kellogg. So check, check, check. She checks all the boxes of Let's Run. You know, we've really focused over the years on the baby nationals. And and our women's coverage and and this 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 proves it.
1: Well, nice baby nationalism reference, Robert. I think we should read her email. Robert, can you pull up her email that she sent us? It's just pretty cool. And guys, we have a new announcement. Yes, we have turned down an eight nineteen steepler to run this race, but it looks like we may have a men's entrant in the World Cross Country Championships as well. So, John, we're almost we almost have a team. You and I may have to run player coach as well and we could have a team score
0: yeah we could beat germany we could beat poland we could beat norway i mean we could beat a lot of countries uh these championships and actually before we go any further well then uh something i haven't done yet but i need to this is my first carlsberg in denmark cracking it open gonna say cheers uh while we're recording the podcast here there we go
2: now how expensive are things over there How much is a a beer? Don't they have a lot of taxes over there?
0: This beer was like, fifty. we got a six pack for, what was it? Six dollars well done of Carlsberg. Yeah, the beers are about a dollar
1: a piece. Denmark's a fascinating country. Maybe we should talk about some of that. It's known for being very expensive for food. Like if you eat out, it's super expensive. The grocery stores are way cheaper than New York City, but food can be expensive when you eat out. I think the minimum wage is about $19 an hour here, but it's much more egalitarian. It's a beautiful country. Carlsbad, John, though, is not the official beer of the World Cross Country Championships. We need to give credit where it's due. Correct. And this will be the official beer of our podcast and the official beer of our stay here. They're
0: not even paying for this this they're, ad here. We're they're just, not even
1: paying, but the sponsor, We're supporting them
0: for supporting World Cross.
1: Which is... Which is Mikkeler. Mikkeler. And you see them around. It's pretty cool. They're the sponsor of Cross Country. They're a Danish beer... And They were founded by,
0: yeah, they were founded by a guy. He used to, he actually was a Danish, uh, he was an elite runner. He ran at World Cross back in the 90s. Uh, his name is I don't, I'm sorry if I botched the pronunciation here, uh, for any Danes. But his name is Mikkel Borg Bieg. So they have Mikkeler track clubs, there's a big thing about running is a big part of their identity. And, you know, essentially, they like to get people together, run, do some races, and then, you know, meet at the pub afterwards for a beer. I think it's a great thing. I'd love to learn more about it. I think they they have this awesome beer tent. We've seen the pictures coming up uh, on the course today, and we'll get a chance to check it out on Thursday. It looks like it's going to be terrific. They'll be serving beer there during the race. So I think really, it's just really cool what they're doing. They wanted to do something for an event for this sort of big event. And actually Jacob Larson, who's the sort of mastermind behind this whole championships. He's the director of the Danish athletic Federation. He told me that the sponsorship came about because he was out on a run. Jacob runs a lot as well. He's a runner. So he's one of us. And he was listening to a podcast uh, and he was listening to Mikkel Borg Biegso, the Mikkel co-founder talking about how he wanted to get involved with some sort of big event. And Jacob stopped right there on his run and I think called him up on his phone and tried to get the wheels in motion. And now for World Cross Country, Mickle is the title sponsor and they're going to make the event. I think, I think it's definitely going to have a positive impact on the event.
2: Little known fact, he also ran at Kansas State. We got an email. I think it was from, I may be wrong, Joe Moore, who won the Shamrock Shuffle, but somebody who ran at Kansas State wanted to also go to Worlds and said one of their selling points was, hey, I'm from the school that produced the official beer of the World Cross Country Championships. So it's a small world out there. And you guys wanted Kelsey's email. I'm trying to find it. And here it is. Hello. Hey, Let's Run. My name is Kelsey Bruce. And I saw your post regarding the sponsorship of an individual to World XCs. I want to put my name in the ring. I've attached my running resume. i placed in the top 10 USA road championships multiple times. And was the top five finisher in college at the D2 XC Nationals. I'm not a Chilean or a Drew Hunter, but a Hunter of some good competition. We loved it because in my post on the message board, I said, "Look, if you're Paul Chilimo or Drew Hunter, I'll definitely send you. If you're somebody I've never heard of, I'll contemplate it." And the Hunter reference, fantastic! It's really exciting, and I do. We do, folks. I can confirm what Weldon said is correct. I will be sending a man to the championships. I have found someone extremely economical, much cheaper than flying them from Dallas, Texas. This person has recently moved to LA. They have given up their whole life to run. They were like a fifteen. 20 5,000 runner for most of their college career. Um, their sixth year of college, I think they ran. finally broke the 15-minute barrier. Now they're down under 14, and he's still dreaming big. I'm not going to reveal his name, folks. Go to letsrun.com to find that out. But, um, well, don't worry. It's not going to break the budget. He's flying from London. This guy is amazing. He's living on like $18 an hour in London. He has found flights from London to there for a very, very cheap price. So don't worry, Weldon. He also has agreed to sleep in your Airbnb, uh, folks. Don't worry; we're a Christian organization. we We've gotten Kelsey, we've gotten Kelsey her own hotel room, so don't worry, nothing on tour there.
1: Thank you, Robert, for that. Very professional. Let's run. We need to pause for a second. Chris Lukasik, if you are out there, Airbnb, hit us up. You could sponsor this thing. All right. First question of the day, John. Do you know who Chris Lukasik is?
0: Yeah, he was a U.S. successful U.S. fifteen hundred meter runner of the two thousands. Anything else? And he was like employee eleven at Airbnb or something like that. And but didn't he like cut his track career short basically to go all in on Airbnb? Isn't that is that right? Or am I making that up?
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean he Chris was pretty smart. He made a world's team in college out of Georgetown.
2: Yeah, and got a big contract because he beat Alan Webb and he that's when Alan Webb was huge. People are afraid that
1: Webb was hit or miss, but in Webb's peak, he beats him. Smartly turns pro, runs a few years, and then Definitely had many years left, and just said that's kind of it. And I think he sort of realized, like, I'm not going to be a Elgarouche or Alan Webb, even.
0: Well, it's well, only one Elgarouche. Yeah. He's not going to be the greatest
1: 1500 meter. You know, I'm not going to be time. a 330 yeah. guy, and I've already made the Olympics, so w- I love this. You know, somebody has got his degree from Georgetown. And he had this opportunity. To you made the Olympic team. He made a world team for sure. Actually, yes, yeah, so he didn't make Olympics, but if I said Olympics, I mean worlds. I think, but hey. I remember thinking, "What
2: an idiot! You're only young once. You're only young once. But with that type of money in my bank account, you're only rich once too." So,
0: <laughs> yeah. Smart
2: call, smart call, Chris. Fourth well, in
0: the 2004 Olympic trials, so he's one spot away from making it. Yeah, so I think that what year was that?
1: 2004. And tenth in 2008. Yeah, so after eight, it was right after eight. He's like, "Am I going to go another four years? No, let's let's move on."
2: y'all you know, were talking about imitating some of these other runners and I'm not going to mention names. All I'm going to say is drug testing is a lot more difficult now than it used to be. So of course he's not going to be one of those runners.
1: Yeah. I understand where you're going. Also, speaking of emails, we've received an, e- we have listeners everywhere. I got an email from a listener in Denmark. He said they almost crashed their car listening to our podcast this week. I received an email from Australia. They're very excited. Bothurst,
0: Australia, I believe. Site of world cross country, 2021.
1: And they've seen how excited we are about the course in Aarhus. They have a beer tent. you got to read the article and let's run. This course is going to be amazing. We're going to have video previews. We're going to be – I guess someone has to come up with a pre-race workout tomorrow for Kelsey. A very <laughs> – probably demanding workout. I mean, I saw Alberto – Well, put, we got
0: to learn from Alberto's pre-race session with Kajelcha before Milrose. Don't go too hard the day before the race. That's the only
1: workout I've seen two days before a major championship. It was pretty hard, so I
0: figure I should imitate Alberto.
2: Well, do you guys have the Testo Boost with you? It might help her recover in time for the race.
0: Testo no, boost. actually, we're still looking for someone. If there's someone in the U.S. who has a book that they don't mind hollowing out and sending over to the, you know, to Europe, we'll, you know, we'll take suggestions on that.
1: This is our weekly Alberto segment of the podcast. <laughs> well, uh,
0: yes,
2: thank you. It didn't take us long; only um, fifteen minutes. Can Please,
1: Nike sponsor thank you. Alberto portion of the podcast?
2: I was thinking about this today. I'm going to start a thread on this matter. Has Alberto Salazar? He's a former silver medalist at the World Championship. In cross country, but has a Nike Oregon Project runner ever run the World Cross Country Championships under Alberto? The race seems to be not Alberto certified. I can't think of anyone that's run it. Maybe a woman ran it way back.
1: He has to have had some.
0: But Sifan Hassan was supposed to run this year and pulled out this she didn't, she didn't year. Over the U.S. Cross this year. She didn't make the team. Uh, I'm trying. To th- I, I off the top of my head, I can't think of there a has- woman. I can't think of a woman doing it because he hasn't had that many long-distance women. And I'm trying to think of long-distance men. Did Cam Levens ever run well Cross when he was with Alberto? Oh, wow. Interesting. So we can
1: say for the record, let'srun.com with one more a- athlete than the Nike Oregon Project in the team. At the airport today, we were waiting for the luggage, and Scott Simmons was there. And usually, you know, Scott is very friendly with the press. And today, he just blew us off. He wouldn't even talk to us. We're rival coaches now. This You know, separation of church state is Fastly eroding let's run putting us in a very difficult situation but we're professionals we'll coach we'll be journalists and then maybe i'll race the what the crown prince of denmark and sebco are also running in a separate race oh sebco
0: scalp up for grabs though
1: so i might have to throw myself in that race can someone find out which race they're in this is going to be a great weekend
0: i think they're
2: on a four by two k relay right
0: Yeah, there's a four. It is an open two k race as
2: well. Are y'all going to do the course preview? You know, because the the, so the elite pro race is like a two k loop repeated, right, John, five times, but they have like a twelve k race, I think, for amateurs, and yeah, you you go back into the woods, like it's a legitimate, like it's one loop, I think, or several. It's pretty interesting. If this course ends up being as cool as I think it's going to be, maybe my expectations are too high. It's like a movie, and you hear it's so good, just make this the permanent home. I mean, the the guy in Barthurst or wherever it is in Australia. Are they building a museum? I mean, we need a museum with a roof on it that they can run on for, for two years from now. Like, that should be the hallmark of, of the World Cross bidding. Like, in Terre Haute, we need to tear down the course and put a museum underneath the course so that people can run on top of it. I can't wait. And with a baby, I have to get up early. By the way, guys, I might have to leave this podcast early. The reason why I'm not, folks, I'm famous for the World Cross, and I'm always there. I went to Guiyang, China. It was amazing. It was amazing. I I like to say I like to go to events that no other media members go to because then you get exclusives. Everything you do is an exclusive. But I really do think cross country is what the sport's all about. But um, I'm supposed to be – I've sent the – the nanny has gone on a two-week vacation. So it was a mistake by me to not look at the dates. And also this afternoon I'm on duty after 5, and it's 5.19 because we started late. And I can see baby Johnson here. I'm not going to reveal his name so you can't Google him or ever. Right on his Facebook, Facebook or Instagram page, he's stirring in his crib. I, I have a camera in there. Don't worry, folks.
1: And Robert, it's unfortunate you won't be here, but I have a correction. What you said earlier—you said the first cross-country championships you went to were in Amman, Jordan, in two thousand nine—that is false. Fake news. One of your favorite words. You went to the World Championships in Dublin in two thousand two. You saw Paulo Ratcliffe win that one, I believe. And I believe also, did you go in 2003 in Lausanne, Switzerland? Because I was at both of those.
2: I did not go to Lausanne, Switzerland. I've never been to Switzerland. So 2002 was correct. We haven't really been providing much analysis. We've just been sort of on a cloud nine here. I think you guys are jet lagged. I'm excited about a thread that is four pages long and only has one negative post on it about Kelsey Bruce. So let's provide the analysis. You know, I like to do yes or no. My Kelsey Bruce question, my goal for her I hope she's not listening because I want to put pressure on her. I would love for her to beat an American on the team. That's a good goal, right? Yes or no? Will she beat a Team USA member,
0: Jonathan? Uh, I mean, as as cool as it would be to see, uh, I, I don't think so. I mean, the women who the women who qualify for the U.S. team are all really good runners. I mean, you've got three real three studs from the Bauman Track Club in uh, Carissa Schweizer, who's an NCAA D1 cross country champion. You've got. Courtney Frerichs, American record holder in the steeplechase and uh, silver medalist at Worlds. You got Marielle Hall, who's been the best form of all of them this year, uh, who was third at USA Cross, 2016 Olympian. And then Sarah Pagano, Stephanie Bruce, and uh, Anne Marie Blaney from, uh, she's a Central Florida alum now with Hanson's Brooks. I mean, those women, they all had to finish uh, highly at the USA Cross Country Championships, you know, in the top 10. It's just,
1: that's hard to do. I don't think all of them could run a 231 marathon, though. I mean, 231 is pretty good. Yeah, but this, this is a
0: 10K cross-country course, well done. It's not a marathon. I, th- I think no. my heart wants to say yes, but my brain says no. I
1: think it's a stretch goal to beat one of the Americans. But Kelsey, she's tough, Texan tough. This is great, Robert. You and I grew up in Dallas. She lives in Dallas now. She grew up on a ranch. She should be good at cross-country. We can teach her to be good at cross-country. Like I thought I was good in, te- in cross-country. Growing up in, like, Dallas on, like, pancake flat courses with nice grass. No, no, no. That is not cross country. When I went to real cross country, I was terrible. Kelsey, meanwhile, thought she wasn't that good at cross country, but she grew up running the mile on her dad's ranch, her parents' ranch. This should make her tough. This course could be hers. You know, what if one of these girls can't go up the hill or the beer tent? She, you know, this, we will coach her. The mental pressure, the beer tent. Yeah, but running a
2: mile, folks... I don't know if they own the ranch or they worked at the ranch, I think, but she was running... She would beg her father to let her out of the car when he entered the gate, and she'd run to the house. And she just, They thought it was only like a half mile, and they recently went back to visit the ranch, and it was a mile run starting. And She said she moved out of there before she was four, so two or three years' of age. She was doing that a lot. So, yeah, the other Americans... I mean, Kelsey's run 33.50 for 10,000 meters. The other Americans have all run 32.31 or faster. So... Yeah, it would be a stretch. If it was was a half marathon, I would bet my life that she beats one of them.
0: Bet your life. That confident. Wow. If
2: there's a DNF, that counts. That's a scalp. A DNF, she beats one of them.
0: She's on the upswing.
1: What was she hoping to run at Stanford?
2: I should ask the coach, right? He said she's in very good shape.
1: Shout
0: out to our coach, Jacob Phillips, longtime let's run guy. He's the one who actually uh, sent this opportunity, put it in front of Kelsey. So without him, this wouldn't happen. So uh, thanks, Jacob. Head coach, Dallas Baptist
2: can we shout out to seriously i was talking to jacob last night on the phone catching up when he got the job he's been there 14 years so i must have only been at cornell for a few years and he called me and wanted to know like what's it like to coach coach at college and stuff like that when i talked to him last night you know it was amazing first of all kelsey runs like 100 miles a week like consistently very few people do that in the world like people may get to 100 but not they run it, they don't run it consistently but Shout out to Dallas Baptist and all these guys. I mean, the the men's program there is non-scholarship. He's like, oh, we have lots of guys that run 100 miles a week. So, Steve Soprano, employee 1.1 at Cornell, he coached, as an assistant coach at D3. He's like, yeah, I always thought, like, I was good at running because I ran a lot. Then I realized, even on the D3 level, there's guys that are running 100 miles a week. So, a lot of people want to be good. And this is getting us back to our roots about the dream, the desire. and But just to see someone come down from 248. I mean, Kelsey told me that she was scared of long distances. She ran the steeplechase in, in, for most of college. But then within a few weeks of getting fourth at the NCAA D2 Nationals in 2015, Coach Phillips got, a run, got her to run a half marathon. She qualified for the trials, and she ran a marathon within three months of college graduation, which I think is fantastic. Like, why waste your time on the track? She still runs track. She still wants to improve her speed. But um, it's really a, you know, a, a great story. Um so, still very excited about it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think you know. I think we should maybe look ahead. You want to look at some of the pro races here, Weldon? Thank you, you John We're actually gonna be able to talk
1: to Kelsey the next two days, and Yuck. we're actually on the podcast. We said this was gonna be short. We're gonna be jet lagged. You, you guys may not believe, but we actually edit this thing. This will be lightly edited today and just posted. But let's move on.
2: We got to start with with the king, the, king the, the the one that the counts. When Weldon went to Mombasa, Kenya. Sorry, folks. And maybe things have changed. How many years ago was that, Weldon?
0: 12 years. Wow. Wow. Yeah,
2: 2007. So 12 years, the world's progressed a lot. America, we have gay marriage. We have transgender um, people competing in sports and stuff like that. 12 years ago when Weldon was at World Cross in Mombasa, Kenya, it was clear to him, it was made clear to him, that the thing that they cared most about was who won the senior men's individual title. That was way more significant than the team titles, anything else because they viewed the senior men's team title. It's somewhat a macho sexist world in Kenya, at least 12 years ago. And that was the king. Of, that was the lion, the the king of the jungle, the king of the not jungle, right? What's the words? King
0: the, the hill, King of the jungle. I think King of the jungle. I mean, I don't want to, I don't think it's inappropriate to say that. They, I think that's a fair title. It was hotter than hell. People were c-
1: climbing, Over fences, barbed wire fences, knocking down barbed wire fences, hanging on cliffs, climbing trees, hanging out of trees to watch it. It was like mayhem to see this event. And it was like 90 degrees and humid. There were like thirty or
2: 40,000 people there, right? 50,000?
1: Yes. At least 10 or 10. I mean, it was just packed full of people. And... That in that race, Kenisa Bekele like essentially passed out in the heat and it was just war and craziness.
0: It's nuts. I was watching the video earlier this week and it's Bekele's leading going into the final 2K lap and you think, okay, he's won five straight at this point. So you think for sure this guy's gonna win. And Zosinay Tudese is trailing him by a little bit, and the commentators are talking. It's Stuart Story and Paul Turga are doing the commentary. and it, it, You need to watch this clip. It's fantastic. It's Paul Terga is basically freaking out and can't believe like what he's seeing. And he's saying, oh, my God, he's something's wrong. Something is wrong. And he's just yelling, something's wrong. And Bikele starts looking terrible. He slows down. Tedese runs with him for a little bit. And then Bekele just gets dropped hard. And then he ends up – he might have still been – I don't know if he was in second or third place at the time. I mean, he was pretty far up, and he just – ducks under one of the little um, banners alongside the course and just steps off the course and he's done. And it, it was just shocking to see this invincible man who had won five straight world cross titles. He just drops out because he couldn't, I mean, it was brutal conditions, but it, it's a crazy, crazy video race.
1: And there was like a roar that went up in the crowd when he dropped out. Just ah. And you know, Kenya did not the Kenyan men won the race with 29 points. Second, Morocco with 150. Six men score 29 points. They scored six guys, and people were all bummed out because a Kenyan man didn't win the race. But they were actually kind of excited because Bakile had been beaten, so at least an Ethiopian had beaten them because Tedesse is Eritrean, and so they sort of dethroned the king, and the team won. And I've never seen anything like it.
2: The lion was slain.
1: The lion was slain, and they were at that race. People were passing out left and right, or, and then after the race, they would take runners and like. There's no stretchers. People just grab runners that are on the ground, and run them and throw them and dump them in a bucket of ice. And it was crazy. And people were saying, I remember medical people were saying, like, yeah, some of these people could die if they weren't thrown into an ice bucket. Yeah, well, we, Weldon
2: thought it was barbaric. I remember Weldon, he's like, yeah, I thought it was the worst medical care ever. Like, they didn't throw them in. He's like, they were throwing them into buckets of ice. And then he found out, he talked to an expert on it, and that's the proper thing to do. And actually, in Maryland here, a football player died last summer because they didn't have the ice bucket. So, um they were doing the right thing but let's talk about the men's race this year who is going to be the king we have the fabulous five jeffrey cammore the two-time champion looking to join paul turgot john nagugi and kenny gisipikile is the only man to win three world cross-country titles he probably would have already won three if it was an annual affair but he has to be you know he's a defending champion two-time defending champion I guess he's the favorite on paper. He's picked by 57% of the lesser on the combination right now to win it. But there's four other really good challengers. Solomon Borrega, he's run 1244, right, for 5,000, 1243. Joshua Cheptagy, who won the junior race, right, two years ago from Uganda, has been winning everything so far this year. He and Jacob Ka- Kaplimo Also, Caplimo um, looked like he had Cam beat last year time.
0: No, no, you, you're mixing them up here, Robert. Kip Limo won the junior race in Uganda two years ago, and Cheptegei was the one who looked like he had Kamboura beat heading into the final lap. Uh, and then the, lo- the last guy we need to mention is Ronex Keprudo of Kenya, who has run 26.46 on the roads. He was only two seconds off the road 10K world record, and he's the world junior champion in the 10,000 meters.
2: Yeah, more impressive than that 26.47. He went like 27.0 in Central Park. I mean, he destroyed the course record there. And... When I break down this race John uh, I mean I guess Camwar is the world silver medalist at 10,000 that was in 2015. What happened to Camwar? I was thinking about this at the Olympics in 2016 he didn't medal and 2017 he didn't medal John like was he off his game or
0: Yeah, I think he had like a he had like a lung problem or a chest problem in 2017 I believe sorry in, in 2016 in the Olympics that um really limited him and I just wanted to issue one correction here Robert you mentioned Uh, There are only three guys to win World Cross three times. It's actually four guys. Carlos Lopez of Portugal did it back in the 70s and 80s. Um, So Kim Mora would be the the fifth person to join that club. Yeah, 2017, he just wasn't quite the same on the track, but he's been terrific in the World Half Marathon championships. I mean, there's a spring championship. It's either World Half Marathon or World Cross, and a lot of the guys will do both of these races. You know, that's the long-distance championship in the spring for the IAF and they're in alternate years. Camoro has won each one of those in the last five years. He won world world half back here in Copenhagen in 2014. Um, And since then he's gone undefeated in those races with some really impressive performances. I mean, his run in Cardiff was one of the, in the rain, he ran like 59, 10, he he smoked Mo Farah. After falling. That was one of the most impressive races I've ever seen after falling down at the start and being trampled and having to work his way back. I mean, that was ridiculous. And then last year, he closed his final 5K in Valencia. Wind aided, admittedly, but he ran his last 5K in 1301 for oh, uh, the World Half Championships. So, I mean, Ken Moore, you look at these other guys and they throw, they've throw they thrown up some really impressive performances, but Ken War is just a beast. I mean, he's tough as hell. He's succeeded in all surfaces. I mean, he ran 206 in the New York City Marathon last fall. The guy is phenomenal. He's a New York City Marathon champion. I just think, I, I and with all due respect to Chepta Guy, to Kip Limo, to all these guys, they're very, very talented runners. I mean, Woro, until this guy's beaten, I just think it's his race to lose. He'd be my pick.
2: Yeah, but he was almost beaten two years ago. I, I know that the Ugandan f- faded to thirtieth, and also, you know. And I added this to your preview. John wrote most of it. I added it a little bit. Rornex Capruto to me. I mean, if Woro wins, to me, it's kind of like uh, I can play Rornex Capruto to like a. a, a, a Djokovic or Nadal like you think of Federer is the greatest and nothing can surpass him and then all of a sudden you realize wait there's two guys that are just as good as him on his best day if not better I would argue that Federer is the most consistent tennis player of all time and one of the all-time greats but on his best day he's not as good as Federer or or, or, I mean he's Nadal or Djokovic and Capruto if he had been healthy I mean he sounds like he's had a little bit of a hiccup in his training I mean he's only 19 this guy could be the next thing like it wouldn't shock me if he won this race um you know and then how do you discount a 1243 guy and or it's just there, there's a lot going on very exciting um and then you know you look at, at team USA someone pointed this out if you add up the, the top two 10k guys for America we've never had two 10k guys that fast i mean what what are the 10k prs john it's absurd 2707 and
0: Yeah, I mean, Shadrach Kipchichia, he ran 27.07 at Worlds in uh, 2017, finished ninth. And then Leonard Correa, in that race, he also set his personal best of 27.20. And, you know, those are two of the very, very few Americans have run 27.20 or faster in 10K. Those guys might be, you know, in the top five or something like that. So to to have those as a one-two punch is very good. And Scott Simmons told me he thinks Shadrach Kipchichia is in the best shape of his life right now. I asked him. You know, if you put him on a track, do you think he could break 27 minutes? And he he sort of, he leaned towards yes, but he was like, look, this isn't a track race. It's not about time. It's cross country. He's just, he's as fit as he's ever been. That's really all you need to know.
2: So that should be fantastic. And then the women's race, pretty exciting as well. John, I love the way you started the preview. You know, if we told you that the world's best 5,000 meter woman was going to race the world's best steeplechaser woman, wouldn't you be excited about that? And that's exactly what we have. Um, Helen Obiri, who who has won the Worlds and the um, Olympics and and the 5,000, is making her debut at World Cup.
0: Did not win the Olympics. She was silver in the Olympics. She is the reigning world champion, though, in the 5K.
2: Excuse me. I apologize to Vivian, right?
0: Vivian Cheria. Yeah.
2: Um, You know, Helen it's so refreshing to see her here. I mean, normally people get good and they don't go to world cross. Like I've wondered for years now, you know, maybe I should make another offer tonight to pay Kenasi Bakile to go to world cross. Like why doesn't he go back to his roots and get the base in? That would be fantastic for him. But normally when they get really good and rich, they don't go to world cross, but she's doing the opposite. She's making her debut here. Um, and, and really is the woman to beat because she's been destroying everybody. Um, you know, both at the Kenyan trials. And I think she ran one of those IWF cross meets. She's picked by 54% of the people, but let's in that, let, let, uh, bet G'day of Ethiopia. She doesn't get the fame that she would. And I would say this is a problem with all Ethiopians because honestly, their names are so hard to pronounce in English. I honestly think that Kenyans get more publicity, at least in America. First of all, there's Kenyan papers that are in English. So we can link to the articles in English, but their names are easier, easier for English speakers.
0: Their names are easier pronounced to and they speak better. And they English. speak English. Speaking English is a big deal. I mean, nothing against the Ethiopians, but it's just easier to get to know someone.
2: I will confess, I did not know that she's won the last two World Junior titles. She's also run under 1430 for 5,000. So she's a very, very good runner. She's a little bit inconsistent. Like, she hasn't been a big player at Worlds yet or anything like that. But she's still young. But she's the second favorite at 17%. Beatrice Chipkowicz, the world's best steeplechaser, 14%. And then the other people are getting. Stella's just saying zero percent, John. I don't know if I've ever seen a zero percent. Darededa one percent, and then other getting thirteen percent. So, John, in the women's race, you think Obeir is definitely the woman that's going to win this thing?
0: Yeah, I feel the most confident about it. The men's race, you know, I could see Cam getting beaten. I, mean, I I know this seems crazy to say about a guy who has won the last two world cross titles, and the lost three world half titles that. I'm taking a woman who has never run world cross before as a lock over her, but as a bigger lock, but you just look at the results she's had. I mean, first of all, she's the Kenyan record holder in the mile, the 3k and the 5,000. I mean, Kenya has had a lot of good distance runners. So to have those records is really impressive. But then, you know, you look at her cross country races this year, January 13th, she runs the one Mugeza race in Spain. Wins that by 20 seconds. She beat Chip Koch by 37 seconds in that race. Chip coach was in third. She wins the Kenyan Defense Force Championships by 42 seconds, and then she won the, won the Kenyan Trials by 10 seconds on February 23rd, and she was 40 seconds ahead of third place in that race. I mean, she's just been destroying fields, and you would think as long as she handles the course and the hills in Aarhus well, and I think, you know, she has a – She's a fairly powerful runner. She runs, you know, her body is pretty twisty up top when she runs. Uh, her hands are pretty into, you know, involved in that motion. So if she can sort of power through that course, I think she's the woman to beat. That's really the only my only concern would be how she handles the hills. But she's been so good, and to her pedigree is the lost two Diamond League championships in the five k, world champion in the five k. I mean, I, I think she has to be a winner.
1: I see how why everybody's picking her, and she's definitely the favorite. You're not giving me odds. I'm picking her for sure as well. But I think there's a couple of things that give other people a chance. One, it's 10K. I mean, she did run 29.59 on the roads, but she's definitely more 5K, 3K miler. So this is twice as far. And the course is very hard. Wait until we see the course, but running a 10K with like five massive heels, hills, hills. Water jumps, mud pits. Yeah, it's gonna beer be more tints. like a 12k it's, or 13k. Yeah, that's like a 12 or 13k. So that's not in her wheelhouse. It gives other people chances. But one thing that's different, still, this case on the women's side versus the men's is the range of talent is much greater. So the top women are better than everybody else. So there's maybe one, two, or three that can win. You know, on the men's side, we never even mentioned the guy who won the Kenyan Championships, Amos Karui. So it's kind of interesting. Just that everyone's assuming Kim Warrer, who was fifth, only fifth at the Kenyon Trials this year. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, he'll be ready. He'll be ready to go. John spoke
2: to his agent. I don't think he was really intent on trying to win that race. Like just,
1: But in the past, he's been that way, and he's got third. This year, he was fifth. So, not true. In the past, when he just qualified for the team, he was third. This year, he's fifth. But you never know what's going to happen. Nobody thought uh, Ceptegich was going to be there last time.
0: Ceptegich? That is not true, Weldon. I mean – Cheptegei guy was the world. He had done some stuff on the track. He was the world junior champion in 2014 when it was at Eugene. I mean, I think we knew he was going to be a contender. I don't think I saw him gapping. Gapping. I the didn't see field. him gapping Kamoro by that much, but I knew he was definitely a guy who could win.
1: Yeah, but you know, if I'm going with the Ugandan this time, it's Kiplimo. So, but for the women.
2: And there are some other interesting women. I mean, it's getting a little deeper than it used to be. I mean, world champion, marathon champion, Rose Chelimo in sixty-six half eleven half marathon at Eunice Chimba, Bahrain. Of course, we don't know if they're in big shape or if they're just sort of showing up to Bahrain. May want that, you know, bronze team medal. It's, it's hard to know with them. Um, Tessa Hagamichu of Ethiopia has run thirty fifteen on the road. So I mean, you know, but Kenya last time went one through six. So uh, I, it seems like the Kenyan men's team is is loaded, and the women. It, the women's team did so well last time. It's hard to see either one of them losing those team battles. But guys, I may have to to butt out a little bit early. Uh, baby Johnson has woken up on his on my closed circuit camera. So any last words of wisdom from the hero of the week do you need from me? Any anything you guys need?
1: Yes, a couple of things. One, you're supposed to let the baby cry, I believe, isn't that what you're supposed to do? That's a joke. We don't know we don't have much parenting advice. Yeah. We said we're going to keep it short anyway. We're about 40 minutes now. We're going to podcast all week. But John and I are going to have a special podcast. Hour two will be live video from
0: next door. <laughs> um, Waterloo Strip Club. Closed mo- closed Mondays. So it's though? called Venus Lounge. Oh, Venus Lounge. Maybe it's another strip club. Uh, yeah. There's Gen- a strip club next to our apartment in Copenhagen. Totally we're nude. Right now. We're in a nice neighborhood. Copenhagen is fascinating. I'm really beautiful city. To- we ran around it today. I apologize really nice. for
1: missing the world half marathon with championships when they're here. Is that the year Kim RFL you said? Or no? no it he, he it was his first
0: victory, 2014.
1: Any event they ever have in Denmark, I will come to any world championship. I apologize. It's a fascinating. City, it's super clean, super nice. You know, but stuff's very interesting. Like, no joke, totally nude strip club, two doors down from our apartment, which is a nice nice apartment. Yet in our apartment building, people don't lock their bikes. Like they have bikes completely unlocked so it's a very trusting place yet you know it's just sort of like what people take for granted is like there wouldn't be a strip club in america in this type of neighborhood here like totally good in dc there's some but interesting so let's run plus members it'll be live video from next door for an hour two
2: i think i went to copenhagen maybe on the way back from moscow worlds Wilden. then if i i need to check my plane to make sure it was the right city but my, my, my big takeaway, I, I, I had like a layover for like 10 hours. So I went to see some things. and went up to the top of this church, I think. I'm not positive it was coming, but I think it was. Good story. So, no, the story is, what I remember most is I was amazed. There was a lot of people on bikes. Yeah,
1: this is coming. And I was
2: amazed at how obedient of the traffic laws they were. Like, there'd be no cars on the road, and they would wait for the light to turn green before they walked across the street. And I'm like, in New York, in New York they would have walked. Excuse me, my phone was ringing i think the baby's calling me even though he's only 15 months old um in new york they would like rush people with jaywalk but there they were very obedient have y'all noticed that
0: yeah we've actually been worried about getting caught for jaywalking because they have these massive bike lanes like biking's really popular here and the bike lane's really wide and so we'll see oh there's no one in the middle no cars in the middle of the road ready to cross and then we'll we'll forget there's these you know bikes just barreling down right for past you and yeah. well, And also, apparently no one else jaywalks here because me and Well have jaywalked like three times already.
2: I was right. I have been there. All right, guys. I was right.
0: All right. Don't pat your back. Don't sprain your wrist patting yourself on the back about the Kelsey Bruce thing too much, Robert, but good to hear from you. Good to see you guys. Talk to you soon.
1: Robert, the hero this week on Letron.com. Robert gets a lot of shit on the website because he I'm not sure. He's a little bit more outspoken. Some accuse him of being a troll, but Robert's not afraid to stir it up, but he was dead on on this Kelsey Bruce thing. So, John, should we – any more sort of parting quick thoughts on either the men's or women's race?
0: Uh, no, I not really. What I want to move on – I want to move on to Europe real quick about the European representation at World Cross because, frankly, it's embarrassing. We talked about this in our You know, in our men's preview, there's only three men's teams competing. full men's teams in the men's senior race. It's uh, Denmark, Spain, and Great Britain. I just think that's a disgrace. I mean, this is one of the best. It seems like it's going to be one of the best world crosses in recent memory. It's in in Copenhagen. It's easy to get to from anywhere in Europe. Sorry, Aarhus. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. We're in Copenhagen Right. right now. But it's in Aarhus. It's not hard to get to from anywhere in Europe. Why, why are these countries sending teams? I mean, Turkey, Turkey essentially imports Kenyans to dominate everyone at the European cross country championships. They're sending one man. They're not even sending a team to the world cross country because they think, well, Kenya and Ethiopia, you know, Uganda, they're going to take the medals. They're not going to be any for me. I mean, that to me is just a total joke.
1: Okay. This concept that you only show up if you can win is terrible. It's not good for the sport. And it's good to hear Jacob and others saying, we want people competing. We need people competing. We need more teams. We need more countries sending teams. And the IWF, with its new ranking system, is trying to promote competition, which is a great thing. And, you know, there's been some quibbling over some of the details of the ranking system. But overall, yes, we need people to compete. But how about this idea? What if the IWF just started penalizing countries that don't send full teams to world cross-country? You know, if you're in Europe, you send a team, you know. With a sudden size. I mean, I'm not ride. expecting
0: Malta to spe- send like six guys out here. But Germany? Germany's not sending any guys to run this right. race. Poland can't. These are big athletics-loving nations. And they're not sending people to run the World Cross. It's, it's ridiculous. Right.
1: So if you don't send a team to World Cross Country, we'll take away one spot from your team at track. Mm-hmm. Or somehow start penalizing people who don't come. Like on the federation level, start having incentives and penalties or – I don't know, maybe tie some of the payments to, that these countries get to the IWF into you didn't send a team to World Cross Country. Sorry, you're not getting your payment this year. I don't know. And you could have different tiers. I'm sure, oh, people would say it's unfair, but it's embarrassing. We need we need people competing. Like the sport, and I think Kelsey Bruce shows this. She has an opportunity to come here. She's gung-ho. People are gung-ho about her. I think it's really cool. It's like the dream. You get to go to the World Cross Country Championships. And I thought, oh, anyone can sign up. But it's really cool that they're letting this opportunity and people are
0: like her taking advantage of it. And I really hope she does great, but. Well, you just worry because world cross used to be an annual affair. used to be every year. Now they've cut it back since 2011. It's been every other year. They've cut back the 5,000 from the diamond league. You know, the 10,000 barely run globally anymore. You want, people talk about will, world, will cross country get in the Olympics one day, summer or winter Olympics. I mean, I'm looking here at the event, and the turnout from some of the countries. I know that USA supports it. I know that the African nations support it. But, I mean, it's, it's not exactly thriving here. And I think if we want to keep this event, especially when it's going to be in Bathurst, Australia in 2021, not an easy place to get to. If you want people showing up to this, that event, you need the federations to support it. You need to say, look, even if we're not just getting a medal, if we all go and we invest in this and raise the overall quality of the event and show that everyone is involved in it and this is something everyone cares about, it, it raises the value of the event. More people are going to care about it. More people are going to be interested in it. I mean, look at the European championships as well. People, people in Europe care about that meet, and it's it's pretty popular meet.
1: Speaking of cross-country possibly being an Olympic sport, John, breaking news. Breakdancing. Emphasis on breaking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, breaking news. Breakdancing being recommended by the IOC for inclusion in the 2024 Olympics in Paris. Wow.
0: So uh, I'll tell you, if I, if I have one of those all-pass, all-sports credentials for uh, Paris, uh, I'm not going to be going to the breakdancing. Well, then.
1: I mean, give me people basketball. People will watch or, it, though, uh, you know? I thought it was terrible at first. I it's not a sport, it. though, but people will watch it. Gymnastics and in there, breakdancing. that's actually
0: not sure i probably will i'll definitely see highlights of it on twitter for sure michael jackson could
1: have been a gold medalist and now with all the michael jackson stuff Um, yeah let's
0: steer out of that one Uh, so oh one other guy i did want you know speaking of europeans though one guy i'm very excited that is running this jacob ingebrigtsen he has declared that he is running the junior race and he's not running for second place he's coming up he's trying to win uh I think this is awesome. No non-African-born man has meddled in the junior race at World Cross Country since Dathan Ritzenhain of the United States did it back in 2001. No one from outside of Africa has won since Per Casacuberta of Spain in 1984 when those championships were held in uh, the Meadowlands in New Jersey, by the way, in the United States. And I guess I haven't looked through all the fields. I know that Kenya has... Um, it's some some young good young talent as usual. Ronald Quemoy's brother is running the race. Uh, blanking on his name at the moment, but he's I've been told he's a he's definitely a guy to watch for. Um John. Brick- what? Well, his last name's not quemoy oh, okay. Though. That's okay, the problem. Okay. But yeah, Am, Kenyan name. I can look at a little bit more details up on this guy. But what do you think about Jacob? He, he you know, he had a great indoor season. He beat Samuel Tefera, the world record holder at 1500 meters. He beat him in the 15. He came very close to winning the 15 and the 3K European indoors. Now he's running well across. I mean, it's basically the painting mean, of, the, of run, r- running. At Let's run. He's running all the big events. I love it. He's raising all these events
1: as a 17 year old. He was European, not junior champion, senior champion at 1500 and 5K both pretty convincingly. This shows how tough cross-country is because he's not running the senior race here. He's trying to win the junior race, but he's not a 10K runner. It's great to see him taking on the best and competing, and this is what we need. Europeans not afraid to like go there, and if you lose, who cares? Like, If you win, great. So, and it's in
0: Scandinavia. I mean, it's just good. He's the only Norwegian athlete who's running in this meet, which is kind of a shame considering Norway is not very far away from Denmark, but...
1: I think it's cool, and he sort of reset the bar, I think, of what Western runners think they can accomplish at a young age. Before, I think it was an easy cop-out to say, oh, well, these Kenyans or Ethiopian guys may not be of age. They may be a couple years older. You can't run that fast that young. And there's no doubting Jacob's age or his greatness, and he's just what the sport needs. His brothers also this week have been on social media promoting the Oslo Dream Mile. Maybe it's promoting the BizLeg games as games,
0: yeah, I think so.
1: So hopefully they have a good mile this year, but they're sort of wearing retro looking stuff and photos. And I think Oslo can really, with Ingrid Brittons, can really establish itself. They've been so great, but it hasn't really been a big focus. Jacob's sort of been new on the scene, but I think with them all, they all focus on that meet and then. And Carsten Wolholm, too, who's a big
0: character, the world champion of the 400 hurdles. So we have
1: four sort of Norwegian stars. And then if we get. One of these other guys, Manningoy or somebody, chariot to really go after the mile. The mile record has been so soft for a while. Not the world record, but nobody's really running faster than Alan Webb since Alan Rem's American record, which is crazy because these guys are running under 330 all the time. So I'd like to see a very fast mile this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, if Kajelchuk can run 347.01 indoors, you'd have to think that, you know, you get Tim chariot or Elijah Maningoy or, you know, if Ron Clemoy's healthy, these guys you know, someone can pump a 345 or something like that. And speaking of Quemoy, so his brother, his name is Samuel Chebele, and he won the Kenyan Trials. I think he is going to be – he won by eight seconds. He's going to be pretty tough to beat. I've heard good things about him. And then Leonard Bett is another guy to watch. He's uh, an eight sixteen 16 steeple chaser. He ran some steeples on the circuit last year. He's eighth in the Diamond League final, fourth at the – Birmingham Diamond League and second at world juniors in the steeple. So those are some of the guys he's going to have to beat. I'll admit my knowledge on the junior races isn't as in depth as the the senior fields, but I think it's just going to be really exciting to see what Jacob can do against these guys. Who prevails? That that just adds another layer of intrigue to what should be a terrific race.
1: Ethiopia and Kenya, they're very strong, very fast runners. John, just talking generalities about yeah. It. Let's throw Mike
0: Francesa on this. Oh yeah, I really like the uh, you know. The kick yeah you know, kicks always important there and teams good team speed for both of these teams.
1: Yes and it's important to get your sleep the night before and just be really prepared mentally.
0: Yeah, ready for any any sort of the conditions they can yes. throw at you. You got to be mentally prepared. Well done. I got to tell you yeah, there's nothing more important than that. Preparation is key to, to success.
1: Well, speaking of preparation Is it 11 o'clock here or 12 o'clock? Almost midnight.
0: 10.54 p.m. All right, good.
1: Well, we're kind of both going on fumes and we're going to have daily podcasts, or at least one tomorrow. But LRC Nation will get to meet. We will get to meet Kelsey Bruce for the first time tomorrow. (laughs) That's right. We've been receiving even more emails today as the podcast has been going on. Someone's upset. They have not seen Kelsey Bruce's on the official start list. They want to make sure she's in the race. We've been assured we've This is sort of interesting. We did have to get permission. The IWF gets to approve or deny anyone who tries to enter the senior race, and she has been her admission has been accepted. Her entry, excuse me, has been accepted. So we'll have Kelsey Bruce tomorrow, and we'll put this up. So I guess by the time you guys hear this in America, this will be on what is today, John? This will be Thursday. We're finishing
0: up Wednesday, the twenty seventh. They'll this will publish on. Thursday the twenty-eighth. Well,
1: what if we publish another one Thursday? Two podcasts in one day. Plus subscribers, you'll get our two from us live video next door. <laughs> We're raising the price for that that one. The VIP plus subscribers will get that one, actually. Anyway, John, I'm excited to be in Denmark. I hope you are too. This has been fun. And we will have much more from Copenhagen. We'll have video course previews. And I guess we'll be coaching Kelsey out there. I have to you know, maybe we can post on Let's Run, like, how should you navigate this water crossing, this sandpit?
0: What should crazy we yell What note? motivational slogans should we yell at her? Keep yeah. going. Push beyond the limit. You're all out now. Fight it's, on. Fight any time. suggestions, let me know. That's the accident.
1: There's a thread on Let's Run. We'll post that in the show notes. Essentially, we got to fill out our coaching staff. We need some hangers on to come out here. It was sort of a joke. You know, we're just sort of making fun of stuff, but... We are looking for ideas that people think would be helpful for this course because I honestly think with this course, I mean let's say you can navigate certain something a little better, four seconds lap. That's 20 seconds, right? That's a huge difference. Yeah. so yes, it's how fit you are, but also like how tough are you? Can you keep going? Do you get watered down watered down? Do you get logged down in the water? the sand pit? Does the beer tent throw you off? Does the hill throw you off? Don't stop for a beer. That's my advice. Wait until the race is over. Right. But someone of from might want her just to have a beer on the last lap. You know, try to go. Plenty and go of time for being off to the race. Well, all right. Until tomorrow, you guys in America might hear this, hear us again in the same 24-hour period. But Weldon Johnson signing off for Jonathan Galt.
0: Bye, guys. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.